Welcome to Top 5's The Show of Everything. Top 5's presented by The Sex Effects. I'm Joey Parati. And I'm Sean Day. And folks, we have um, just a, a show full of whimsy and catharsis and um, just a whole lot of love. But before we get to all that, Jonathan, how are you, my friend? Oh, a whole lot of love. Yes. Uh, doing okay, man. <laughs> uh, it's... Uh... Man, I don't know what week it is of this quarantine business. Oh, you know what? I wrote it down the other day. On the uh, on the seventeenth, it was day sixty two. So we're on day sixty four of quarantine. Wow, it's been that yeah, long already, man. And we're pretty much approaching the end of May, which is crazy too, dude. Yeah, shit. It's like where's the summer going? Um, but yeah, o- overall, dude, I'm doing pretty good, and just uh, yeah, just um, you know, spend some time cleaning the, the house and the room and. Just kind of getting uh, getting through the week, um, doing some like stuff for um, you know like unemployment. So just figuring all that stuff out and how the job situation is going to be um, in the next month or so. I'm not really sure how long that's going to be. Who knows? You know, it's it's wild, right? Yeah. So um, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Nothing too much from from our last show, and um, we're, I'm really excited because we're doing this video uh, recording again for the podcast. Yeah. And, Trying to get um, our faces up there and um, trying to utilize the technology we have. So I just want to like, see my name in lights because yeah. that's so much to ask. It's all I want. It's uh. funny because we've been doing this, uh, you know, Joey and I, uh, before we've been recording just the audio, but we have uh, Google Hangouts usually that we see each other. So it's we're so used to seeing each other via video chat. It'd be just yeah. really cool to now do it, you know, utilize it in the show. So. And we're on Zoom, and the picture is nice. Uh, the Google Hangout one was always scrambly and kind of, yeah. <laughs> you know, this is this is this is an upgrade. Um, and it's nice to see you. You're so clear. You're so wonderful. Thank you. Just want to like climb through my computer screen and give you a big wet kiss. There we go. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> there he is. Uh, Joey, how are you doing this week? I'm doing well, my friend. Um, you know, hunting for jobs like crazy. Um, I, you know, they, they don't lie. Looking for work. It's a full-time job. Um, so doing that, uh, staying creative, starting my days off in the best way possible. I get up and I take Marty on about six, between four and six miles every day. My thing has been going, walking all the way to Golden Gate Park, going back down, and then walking along the ocean, Great Highway. Um, and then come back up. Um, so yeah, it kind of it starts my day off. I listen to music. It's my Zen time. It's my commute, really. Um, so it's I've been enjoying that. It's been really pleasant, I have to say. Um, so yeah, man. You know, I don't know. I don't know. There, you there you go. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I, li- I enjoy what we're doing on the show, and and we're trying this out, and I you know I thought it was kind of fun last time. I don't know if it's good, but it's you know I I enjoyed it. So um, yeah, things are things are good. Full steam ahead, motherfucker. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, do we have any news this week? Is there anything? Do we have any news the... this week? Um, Pattinson isn't working out for his Batman role. Although uh, yeah, he could have been kidding, I don't think he was. What What's your take on this? Uh, you know what? I man, it's I don't know. I with like the physique of superheroes, and you know, like you know, that, I know that's been part of the whole 
especially with the movies, the kind of movie culture, you know, having like a, you know, a dude who can probably handle his stuff. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't know how to feel about it. You know, it, I think a lot of the, I guess, stuff that I've read or it, it's kind of pointing towards Patson not really like caring, you know, for the, the I guess, the character or how he's going to portray it. And maybe that, you know, I don't know if it's coming off as that or if he's teasing or... Um, and right now, you know, I guess maybe with the state of kind of the film industry yeah. right now. Who knows, right? Yeah, who knows? I mean, maybe he's just kind of blowing off because he's like, well, I don't have any work right now. So, uh, you know, I'm not really sure to, to how to feel about it. But, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I do, you know, I, I thought like Christian Bale when he was playing Batman, you know, he looked pretty fit. And, for know, Batman see, Begins. Like, and then the Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. He technically <laughs> was the same weight, but he was leaner he didn't look in batman begins he looks yeah big you know he looks um, big man and then you know we had yeah. like you know ben affleck playing batman and you know he was a little bit you know, was probably the bulkiest one out of i think all the batman renditions so if you get ben affleck to play batman why do you put him in a muscle bound suit you just throw a T-shirt on that guy, and he looks like Batman. But they had to add muscles upon muscles. He looked like a Rob Liefeld drawing. He looked fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, he looked like the Marshmallow Man. I don't know. Yeah, um, he was a little. He was a little too bulky. So I mean, honestly, yeah. like I'm kind of look. You know, I I'm not saying like the physique is is the most important part of the hero and the character and the look. You know, I, I think you know I think people are obviously concerned maybe because of you know it's being fit to do like you know I'm, not, I'm sure he's not doing all his stunts but you know fit to do some of the stunts um one to obviously look like uh you know like a superhero and you know batman and you know we've seen different versions of batman and you know i guess going from this last one you know affleck and you know i you know i could see the concern there you know but sure I'm not, I'm not too like, oh, you know, this is like, it needs to be like this. <laughs> yeah. There's some people and, like and, John Campia went off. He yeah, was like, it's disrespectful it. and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, ah. Yeah, I haven't seen I'm the biggest either. Batman fan that I know. And uh, I didn't feel. Well, it's kind you of know, like, you know. What I'm really looking for in this Batman is, and I think they've mentioned it with, uh, you know, showing Batman as, as a true, like a detective. And yes, that's you know, all I that, shit about. Those are things I'm really looking forward towards. And, you know, that's, you know, if, uh, you know, if Robert Pattinson, you know, says something that kind of disses that whole thing, you know, it's like, I, yeah, I'd be concerned. Cause it's like, okay, you're like, you're not really trying to get into this character. You know, those aspects I, I, I care for in, I guess, in this next rendition of Batman. So I think that's where I, I kind of stand on it. Uh, you know, yeah. I don't know. I, I could see, you know, with uh, people going to the movies these days and superhero films, you know, there's this kind of like, I guess there is like this kind of, um, uh, what do you call it? This uh, pedestal or, or this kind of le- this bar of like, this is what superheroes are going to be. And ma- like you never Chris know, Evans in Civil War or something when he's holding on to the, the helicopter yeah, or something. Exactly. Steve Rogers, yeah. like doing the whole, yeah, the whole thing. Um, but, you know, I'm what I'm looking for in this next series of Batman is, is those other aspects as, you know, that being a detective and, you yeah. know, Bat- Batman using his, 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 uh, intelligence, his wits and, um, and all these other characteristics of the Batman character that we have. Re- I feel like we haven't really got in the other movies. Yeah. Right. So I'm really hoping that he becomes matches Malone at one point because Robert Pattinson could absolutely play a homeless person. Um, he's halfway there in just his day to day. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, you know, and it really wasn't until Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns, 1986, that Zack Snyder and Ben Affleck drew upon, but didn't do. You know, a lot of people were like, they were just doing Dark Knight Returns. No, they weren't. Um, but uh, that's when we first saw the big, hulking, muscle-bound Batman. Before that, I mean, if you look at... Um, I mean, I guess he was kind of sort of that physique in the 50s, but it was, you know, if you go back and look at those 50s drawings like a Dick Sprang, yeah, he's big, but they're so cartoony looking that you don't really take it very seriously. Yeah. Um, the ones that you did take seriously prior to Dark Knight Returns was, you know, the Neil Adams stuff. And to me, Robert Pattinson could very much fit into that Neil Adams mold of Batman, who's more athletic looking, more... Um, you know, just like a gymnast than a brawler, right? So yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm I'm here for it. I'm sad that they're covering him in armor because uh, we've seen Batman in just armor so much. And I'm, you know, don't do what Affleck did. Like, yeah, look, exposition goes a long way, right? You know, um, when you're reading a Batman comic and it looks like he's just wearing a t-shirt, it's because he is, and and. Um, but they they put little you know the thought balloon or whatever is like it's dipped in uh, you know a triple biweave of you know uh, Kevlar or whatever and it's like why can't you just say that and pay lip service to the audience especially kids are going to go along with that I'll go along with that yeah um, the armor has never made sense to me because this dude has to move and you know it's not like you and I have worn a lot of bulky armor in our day you know we've never even played football but i mean you know how that stuff can hinder your movement and slow you down exactly. and batman needs to be agile and fast agile. and <laughs> so uh, i long for the day when we finally get that that's not this um but i do hope as you said they concentrate on the detective detective aspects of the character and please god no killing yeah just yeah. please <laughs> none of that it's not hard <laughs> it's really not hard batman has one thing and it's not the bat costume it's it's he does not kill he's better than that um i've gone <laughs> off on that tangent before i'm gonna put a, a cork in it i'm i'm catching myself here because i get really passionate yeah. and really angry about that um please refer back to our episode on i think we, we did a batman versus superman commentary that was one of the early definitely. ones yeah. We talked for about the length of the freaking movie. It was like a three-hour podcast. Um, <laughs> that's yeah. Those, those are the early days. I want to say it's in the, like the first fifteen episodes or something. So, um, and we're on episode one eighty-four right now. So, go we're digging, close kids. Two hundred, man. <laughs> we are getting close to that two hundred, man. We got to do something fun. Um, yeah. Maybe have a few guests on or something. Now that we can with this. Hey, my cats are attacking you right now. Hey, dude. They're attacking you. Maybe you should be better. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> Just kidding. This is his spot. He loves to chill here. <laughs> it's a good spot. That's usually where I chill when I come to visit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we got Batman. Um, man, yeah, I can't think of anything else. I can't think of anything. There's nothing. There's nothing going on. Oh, 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 oh. oh uh, Ruby Rose. This just happened a couple hours ago. Ruby Rose has stepped down as Batwoman on the CW show. I've never watched Batwoman, so I have absolutely oh, no opinion. Um, no way. I, but yeah, she's not going to be returning I mean, I for the second season. I saw like an episode where she played the character, and I, I kind of fell off the, the CW games because of uh, 
it's just a lot to. It gets really that convoluted was, and just. Yeah, <laughs> I think the out of all those shows, The Flash is probably the one show that I might catch up on. You know, when the episodes are available, but um, yeah, that's interesting uh, that she stepped down because I, I I thought that was quite a quite a obviously a big move I think for that uh, series and you know being able to introduce that character in there. Yeah. So are, are they having someone like replace her or? or um, they will continue. Yeah. Or? Yeah. They still got a second season to do. Got it. Okay. So that's, that's interesting. Yeah. That, yeah. I, I felt like, I felt like that was like a, a big opportunity, I think for the, obviously the Batwoman character to, you know, to live on television. So, um, it's interesting that, yeah, she stepped down. Yeah. C- crazy. crazy. <sighs> wild. It's wild. <laughs> it's wild. Right, cat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Joe, would you like to get to some lists? Let's get to some lists, my good man. Uh, would you like to go first? Or would you like I to go first? Uh, I'll, I'll go first this week. Um, okay. Okay. So uh, we, I feel like we've done this list before, but I, I feel like most of our lists these days they kind of rotate or they get updated or. Depending well, there's our the all time and then there's our current. Yeah. Right. All time and then current stuff. So I've uh, yeah. been binging a lot of shows um, on Have all know. sorts of different streaming platforms. So, Joey, what are your top five uh, bingeable shows at the moment? Well, um, it's a good question. I don't actually watch a ton of stuff. Um, I have the I don't have a good attention span anymore. Thank you, iPhone. Um but um, and especially during this pandemic, everyone's like, I've been watching this. I've been wa- I haven't watched nearly anything, um, but I am, you know, trying to create, which I think is OK. You know, um, having said that, I'll go with number five. Um, this is a YouTube show oh, and I'm okay. trying to find the gentleman's name because I want to give him proper credit. But it's uh, comic tropes um, on YouTube that I've really enjoyed. Um and on, of course, on his Twitter, C Tropes, he doesn't have his name. It's I review the technical and history of a wide variety of comic book creators and characters, illustrated and Eisner nominated comic back in 2011. So he's also an illustrator, yeah. um, and he just does very smart, very well researched and passionate breakdowns of comic books and tropes and creators. And um, I've learned a lot watching his videos. If you like comic books, if you like the history of comic books. Um, it's a very good channel. I really enjoy it. So Comic Tropes on YouTube, number five. Hey. Um, number four, I throw it on. We're going to talk about this later today. Um, but Californication. Yay. It's just, you know, that first season. It's, it's classic right there. It's a mood, man. That's a mood you can kind of sink into and just be like, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, and you're feeling down about everything. Yeah. Yeah. Californication, <laughs> baby. Um, like when you're giving yourself permission to just be a piece of garbage, that's Californication, baby. Um, sorry. Um, <laughs> number three, I'm going to go gigolos. <laughs> oh yeah. We've talked about this one. <laughs> we have talked about this. The Showtime after dark series, which is, uh, junk food on crack, junk food TV on crack. It's, um, it follows the lives of five interchangeable gigolos on their daily exploits in Las Vegas. 
and it is graphic and it is hilarious. Uh, these guys are exactly what you would expect and hope them to be. And, um, it's wild. It's really wild. Um, there's Brace, who's like the old one, you know, who's like every yeah. season. There's six seasons of this show, and every season his arc is, I'm getting a little old for this, man, you know. And um, There's Nick Hawk, who's just, you know, as a gigolo, i got to be prepared for every situation. Um, you know, there's uh, Steven, who's like, I'm just a regular guy looking for love like everybody else. Um, just all of them have their own personality and, uh, shines through Vin's like the normal nice guy that like, I'd actually want to hang out with. And, you know, so it's, and you know, they're, they're all different things. Jimmy's a sociopath. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I really enjoy Chigolos. I could throw it on and all of a sudden I've watched four or five episodes and it's like, ah, um, cause it rots your brain. It really does rot your brain, but it's fun. It's stupid. It's, and fun. it's fun. Yeah. I've put it on for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> number two i'm gonna go with party down party down is the other side of the coin for me of uh the other side of the coin that is californication right so you've got hank moody and you've got henry pollard right and henry is down in his luck but he's not completely void of hope and uh i think he's one of the most hopeful characters and uh on a good day i'm henry on a bad day i'm hank you know what i mean um and i just love you know, it's it's Adam Scott and um, Ken Marino and Jane Lynch and Megan Maloli and Lizzie Kaplan and uh, Martin Starr. There's so many talented people on this program. Um, and it's only two seasons long. It's 20 episodes total. They're like less than a half hour each. It's on Stars. Check it out if you can. It's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful TV show. Um, and I've been throwing that on. It's one of those ones where if you watch it from start to finish, there's a wonderful overarching overarching uh, story. Story, um, yeah. <clears throat> but you can totally just throw on an episode, jump right in, jump right out um, if you want. So, And number one, what I've been watching the past couple days, um, my brother has been telling me to get onto this show for years um, I had him and our good buddy Andrew Hopkins, who was on our most recently on our Tiger King episode, so go check that out. Um, they they were both over for dinner a couple weeks ago, and they were like, "You have to watch The Sopranos." They even started a group Ooh. chat um, to you know, and they'll send me stuff like, "Are you watching it yet?" Like, watch this you know mashup with this guy saying "hola," you know. Um, <laughs> so I I finally you know I I, and I before I moved back to the city, I, I got about six episodes in. And then I moved back and just, you know, life, and I didn't pick up. So I picked up from where I left off. I knew if I started episode one, I'd never get back into it. So now I'm on episode nine or ten. And um, just the last, like, two or three days, I've really been kind of crushing episodes and really enjoy it. Um, uh, There's a really good Goodfellas reference that I won't spoil in the first season, even though it's nearly 30 years old now. Um, But it's it's excellent. It's... it's, um, I've been enjoying it and it's hard. It's really hard to watch a one hour drama and all this stuff. And actually my internet keeps cutting out in my room. So like last night I was going to throw it on and I probably would have gone on my phone or fallen asleep, but the internet to the Apple TV was not working, oh, no. but I could play it on my phone. Hey. So I watched it on my phone and I obviously couldn't get distracted because I couldn't be flipping around and doing so. I, you know, it was, uh, it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. Hey. 
Um, you, you know, it's really funny. My dad's been trying to get me to watch it, and he's actually you were telling me that he's actually suggested for the show that could be a weekly segment. So I, I don't know. I know we've uh, we, we've been. I'd be down to about re- Yeah, we've been thinking about a couple yeah. of different weekly segments. So um, I think I'd be down to get it back into it and go through it with you. Um, it's it's very good. It's very good. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, it's been another one on my list that uh, a show to check out, like a highly talked about show, and like especially for. Uh, HBO, right? HBO's, you know, HBO, and it changed everything. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. groundbreaking, and you can see, you can tell. There's parts of it that feel very '90s, and you can kind of go, okay, because I mean, you know, we were cognizant of TV back then. We were what seven when that came out? It's like '96, you know. And you can see things that from other shows of that era and that feeling and that kind of thing, but they the way they push it, um, because we knew. You know, it's it's like when someone watches something today. Oh, you know, that's not hardcore, because, but but they don't know the history of it. You and me, we we know what TV was like back then, and I think watching it through the first time, you can appreciate how they're pushing the edge and how it might be tame by today's standards, but it, it was not tame back then. You back know, then, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Sopranos, okay. Soprano. Um, Jonathan, what are the top five shows you've been binging this quarantine season? Oh man, so. Okay. Um, man, uh, I watched this one. Uh, was it yesterday? Uh, yesterday. Was it yesterday? Uh, so I've been yesterday. watching Sons of Anarchy. Uh, my, Ooh, my have you now? Suggested it, and I haven't been. I've been binging it, but I, ha- I haven't been binging it like excessively. Let's just say, because um, I, 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 I'm kind of like you, man. I, I just, I, it's tough to like really sit down and just watch a show it's all very the way hard. through these days. Um, You know, I like to give it some variety, you know, switch it up every now and then. But uh, it's really cool. And I I know there's a huge a lot of uh, fans of the show. And, um, you know, the I think it's very interesting kind of showing that lifestyle of like a motorcycle gang and just all these different kind of gangs coming together. And I'm coming off like The Wire, um, watching The Wire. And it's about, you know, like drug smuggling and, you know, gangs and different. Did you watch all The Wire? I am Did you close, finish it? dude. I'm literally on the last Word. season. And I, the same Yo. for the same reason, you know, it's just like trying to finish a show. It's just like, an, it's so hard, <laughs> when it, especially when it's like yeah. five, six seasons. And the same can be said for Sons of Anarchy. I've been trying to get through it, but, you know, it's 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 tough getting through a whole show <laughs> like that. But it I is. enjoyed it and I, you know, I really like it. And my roommate's been, you know, bugging me to watch it. And I, I just put it on and I've been watching with my roommate every now and then. And, you know, whenever I have a yeah. chance. Just watch it. So yeah, it's pretty cool. And there's um, you know, there's a couple spin-off shows I think that are from it. So it's like it's really cool to nice, you know, kind of see where you know where it started and kind of came from. And uh yeah, so uh Sons of Anarchy. Right Hell yes. I'm gonna go uh number four, Breaking Bad, which I uh, did power through it again for this is my second watch through. And uh what did, did you like it better the second time around? I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think for it, it's honestly like every there's no like lull moment in the show. Like every episode, every season, there's just something crazy happening. Um, and of course, revolving around Walter White and Jesse Pinkman, like the two kind of main characters. And it's just it's just wild. I mean, and then, of course, seeing the, you know, seeing the transformation of Walter White throughout the show. And when you, you know, when you, when you watch it again, you kind of like, oh, wow. Like, you know, I, 
at first I was like, yeah, I'm rooting for Walter White. He's just trying to just just do something different with his life and, you know, take these kind of risks and, and make these certain choices. But man, uh, at the end of it again, I'm like, dude, he's kind of like a villain. Like it's, it's, it's crazy when you kind of, you know, watch it again, you're like, wow, like these are certain things that like, man, this really changes my perspective on the character. And uh, yeah, it's like pushes to a hundred every single, like every episode. It's just like another crazy thing that happens. So Damn. I think that's why I was engaged and watched it all the way through for the three, four, I think it's like five seasons. It was, you know, it had. So um, now with a yeah. show like that, usually people talk about like, all right, um, wait until season two. And then it really gets going. Like, would you say there's a point in Breaking Bad when uh, that happens? Like, is there like, do I have to watch it to a certain point and then I'll be hooked? Like, where is Not, that threshold for you? I don't I don't know. I mean, like the first even just the first season, just like the ending of the first season just is just okay. crazy. Like it's it gets nuts, but um, you know, it's about, you know, obviously a meth dealer. Um so sure. like obviously you could Spoilers. Spoiler, yeah. Uh so there's the progression of, you know, he starts making meth and you know, sell, you know, the the power and the kind of ladder that he goes up. Um, so maybe around the second, third season, maybe, yeah, maybe about the second season is where it gets kind of, okay. you know, gets the stakes. It's really higher. crazy. Yeah. The stakes get higher. Gotcha. So rising um, action, as they say in awful screenwriting books, there we go. I never understood go. that rising action. What the fuck does that yeah, mean? I, don't know. <laughs> I hate that. that, but that's, that's cool. There's a term that. for it. So, um, so yeah, breaking bad, uh, for, that was four, right? Four, that was four. Um, three, I've got Party Down. You actually mentioned Party Word. Down as well. Uh, it's two seasons, so it's just a great show to get, you know, to watch and go through. And it, you don't feel kind of like, uh, you know, this, that's what's tough about some of these bigger shows. Is like, oh, man, it's a lot of stuff to watch just to kind of get the It's like looking at a story. thick book and knowing you're going to have to go through every page. And you're just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, you know, I enjoy it sometimes. But, like, yeah, I love shows sure, yeah. where it's just like you just put it on and, you know, every – you know, every episode's really fun, and you know, for all the reasons you said, it's just you know, it's a there's a lot of cool uh, moments and a gr- you know, a lot of great funny moments in the show, and I think it's the even the premise of the show of like this kind of this catering company with you know, f- with a bunch of people who you, are actors and you know, like the kind of like dead end job kind of deal, and um, you know, I always feel like you know some relatability to that, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, um, so yeah, party down for for three. Wonderful. Uh, let's see. Two, I'm actually watching this currently. Uh, community, I'm watching rewatching Community nice. from the ground up, um, and I actually have not finished the whole show um, in its entirety. Oh, um, you're in for a treat. Yeah, that, that's why I'm excited to kind of go through it and watch. You know, just watch it all the way through. I got up to so far the, I think this end of the second season. So I'm starting the third. And, you know, my uh, favorite episode is with Jack Black. Have you seen? You've seen that one. That's oh, in the yeah. first season. <laughs> Spanish like, studying is better when you're buddying <laughs> around. It's, it's he's so like, good in it. Half the episode, or part of the episode, is just him being Jack Black and just doing yeah. his little Jack Black things. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of great moments in it, and it's it's kind of funny because the you know the the group is so like. You know, that's what I loved about the show is like the group is the, everyone in the group is so different. And it's kind of like this dysfunctional, dysfunctional family. And they're, they always find ways to kind of circle back. And, and you know, uh, obviously, you know, they're all they all are good friends, you know, during the sh- you know, when they you know, go through the show. So uh, there's a lot of great moments. I, I just finished the second season. So it ended with like the paintball war. 
like Word. two episode papal war thing that went on. So those a lot were of great, so good. Yeah, a lot of great episodes. The cast is, uh, you know, obviously really fun. Everyone's super, you know, it, kind of they're in their they're doing their own thing. And um, was that the, the Western Dean, paintball war? Yes. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, that's so like, good. Random dude, <laughs> like yeah, or the uh, I guess the the other city college school like sabotages it or something. So yeah, yeah. it's so good. It's so yeah. good. So it's, it's a lot of good moments. So I'm, I am actually really excited to binge this one all the way through and, and see even just the seasons without Dan Harmon, you know, uh, you know, writing hey. for it. So, yeah, that's I'm going to I'm going to end up. Yeah, I'm going to end up trying to go through it. But um, go yeah. through it. Yeah, it's, you know, Why it's not? not the worst thing that was ever, you know. And it's Dan Harmon probably thinks so, but it's not. It's not the worst it, thing ever. It makes me miss my friends. I don't know. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. You just want to spend time with your people. Um, yeah. I feel you. So uh, community for two. And then number one, um, I did, I think, kind of at the beginning of this quarantine, I did start Daredevil again. And oh. it is still one of my, I mean, for especially for Netflix and you know it was one of the flagship shows for for a long time and it's so good it was it was kind of like i would say that the um the uh um the example of a bingeable show like i i literally oh, yeah, yeah. sat there and just went through the whole show with you know without you know i mean most of these shows i've listed you know i've binged them in the past uh, before and you know like recently but like Daredevil was like the one I sat there like trying to get through every episode because it was so yeah. freaking good, man. So, it's good. Um, and there's that first season is like fairly lean, like um, maybe a little padding. Like season two has got a lot of padding, you know, yeah. um, where you're just like, can we where you're killing time? Just get to the main story already. Yeah. Um, but that's first season. Yeah, it's a, it's, as good, it, especially for like Marvel, you know, doing their kind of this series and television series. Um, and I, I think out of all the uh, those Netflix Marvel shows, I thought Daredevil was the strongest one. Yeah. And yeah. I really like Charlie Cox as um, as the Daredevil. He's really great. He's Matt, really Matt great. Yeah. So he does uh, not look like a hero type, um, but he plays the character just so well. And, yeah. you know. What's his name? Got a lot of flack for his Foggy Nelson. I liked him. I really liked him too. Yeah. And I absolutely adored Deborah Ann Wall as Karen Page. Yeah. I wish she was just tweeting out that she can't get any work following Daredevil. Like, are you kidding me? Hire this are woman. She is buckets upon buckets of charisma. I loved her in this. Um, yeah. yeah, the cast. Yeah. Is and great, Vincent man. D'Onofrio is kingpin. Forget about it. He's so good. He is so, so good. Oh, yeah, he's ruthless yeah, he's, and brutal, but also childlike. And you're just like, it's so good. He created, he, you know, he when I think of Kingpin, he's now what I think of. And that's that, like, that's wild. It's wild. Yeah. It's no longer I, Michael Clark Duncan. I, we've, I feel like we had a, we had an episode where we talked about, I think, like villains or I think TV show Marvel, villains or something Marvel like villains. Marvel villains. Yeah. And I, I believe one of them was on your list or I mean. Oh, big time. Yeah. Yeah, he's he. Yeah, the, he he definitely added so much to that show, and I, I think that's why you know it's so it's so captivating, and you know I like binging it. It's just like wow, I want to see what this guy does next. Yeah, honestly. So yeah, Daredevil for number one. There we go. I love it. Hey hey hey! Great list, Shawnee. <laughs> Great list. I like it. Thank you. Um. Yeah. 
And hey, all you dear, lovely, sweet, imaginary audience, let us know what top five TV shows you are binging this quarantine season. Why don't you? I mean, you don't have to. You don't. You really don't have to do that. Um, Shawnee, I've got a list for you. All right. Give it to me. All right. So I saw something like this, you know, floating around on Twitter. So I thought, hey, we could we could steal that. Um, what are the what would you say are the top five fictional characters that best represent you? Okay. Does that make sense? Am I saying it right? You know, like, yeah, who do you yeah. kind of when you look at a fictional character, you're like, ah, I see that person. in me, Or, you know, awesome. I relate to that in some way, shape or form. The floor <laughs> is yours. Um, OK, so. Yeah, I had to think about this one for a little bit. And there's a few characters that, you know, uh, I guess the audience may be familiar with. And there's actually my number five, actually, is a a new character that I watched in the show called Dave. And it's this guy. His name's Els, played by Travis Taco Bennett. uh, E-L-Z. What Um, show? Dave. Dave. So Dave is about uh, Little Dickie's, you know, his show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought thought that's where you're going with it. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, Els is, is his, uh, his like homie producer friend. And it's, it's nice. funny cause you know, I produce music and, um, there's a lot of, a lot of situational scenes in the show where, um, you know, I've, I've kind of been in where it's like, you know, you're a, an intern and you're, you know, a dude who's just trying to, you know, make some music and, you know, try to, you know, get creative and, and, re- you know, relate to the, the artists and whatnot. And I don't know, he's like, it's it's almost like oh wow this is like totally what I did like you know it's it's something it's a character that I can relate to you know as far as like cool. you know, music and and producing and stuff so and there, I, there's not that many I feel like there's not many shows or movies that have those types of characters in there because um, this is you know a show about you know music and and you know becoming a, a you know little Dicky becoming this great rapper so. Um, yeah, I, I just thought that was it was a kind of a new one, but I, I really liked uh, the the gentleman who played him. I think he's in um, like Loiter Squad and some of the other like Tyler Creators camp of uh, oh word okay. So um, yeah, I, I just re- I, you know I just related on the kind of musical side with him and uh, kind of the struggles of a of a, a musician too. So um, hell yeah, I like so it. Yeah, number five L's from Dave. wonderful. Uh, number, <laughs> now you're going to laugh at this one. Number four, I got Mr. Sherlock Holmes on here, brother. Oh, I could see that. I see that in you. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I like, you know what? I, I, I maybe I could somewhat relate it to music too as well, but you know, I like solving problems and I like, uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I do with music and technology, but also in my daily life that, you know, I feel like I, I always like to try to break things down and, you know, kind of solve them that way. And, um, you know, I might not be as witty as uh, Sherlock Holmes, but <laughs> I think... Uh, I think I you're plenty know. witty, buddy. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, yeah. So I think those are just those specific kind of characteristics and qualities that I pull from from Sherlock Holmes. And, uh, you know, I, I like I like problem solving and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah Sherlock Holmes for four. I love it. I'm going to drop my uh, second community, um, uh, what do you call it, community uh, reference tonight. Uh, I'm going to go with Abed from Community. Word. I, I thought you were going to go with Joel McHale. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Abed, like, I mean, I, I, it, it kind of reminds me when I was, like, in high school a little bit, too. Like, I was kind of that awkward, weird kid. And, 
but you know, we it was like you and it was like you and me, like you know, like we we'd always yeah. like used to love quoting you know movies and stuff, and um, and I feel like I still do that these days. You know, I I, I pop culture and those kind of things are are still that stuff matters, man. Always, it's so, important. It's, it's the important. truth. That's <laughs> the truth. And um, just like getting in the mindset of like you know Abed, and you know I don't think life is a you know all that you know I know I know he has his moments where he, he goes a little too far with making reality and life like a movie. Um, you know, I, I, I feel like, but you know, it's also maybe I could relate it to, you know, sometimes I find myself in situations where, you know, like, Oh gosh, like what would this person do? Or, you know, like, sure. in a mo- you know, in a movie, like I've seen this in a movie and, you know, just kind of, uh, trying to come up, you know, kind of, uh, analyze things through that kind of, uh, lens or whatever. And, you know, Abed's like a really cool dude and, um, he's chock full of a bunch of references and, um, yeah, I just, that's, I feel like that's who I am sometimes. So, um, I feel like you guys have similar style of dress as well, which yeah. you pull it off nicely. I, I wish like... I could wear clothes like you wear clothes. <laughs> so <laughs> appreciate it, man. Um, yeah. So yeah, Abed for number three. Uh, this one's going to be kind of funny. I took a, before the show, I took a, uh, a fictional character quiz. Of course you did. Um, just to see, just to see. Cause I was like, oh, there's a couple I, yeah. I came up with, you know, I can think of in the back of my head. And then there's and some like, pretty oh, damn good lap. So I got one. It was a uh, Skeeter Valentine from <laughs> freaking yes. Death 20, dude. Yes. Yes. It, oh my God. I love it. Said, it, for all the reasons said, because I took the quiz and it said, you know, uh, obviously I'm, I'm a, you know, I, I, I try to be a good friend and, you know, very uh, hospitable and and welcoming. And, you know, Skeeter Valentine was Doug Funny's like homie, dude. Like, yeah. Um, and, you know, I, tr- I try to, you know, be the that best person for myself and, and also for for, you know, my friends. And, uh, you know, I think uh, I try to, you know, I uh, I don't know, just feel like I'm trying, you know, I'm a friendly person and I like relationships and I like, uh, you know, I, I uh, you know, I, I like to hang out with my friends. So, and of course for Joey, you know, I feel like sometimes I'm a Skeeter Valentine. So. <laughs> well, you know, and it's, I've, and it's not, you know, yes, I've, I've, I, I would, I would, I, I think this is spot on. I think this is great, especially because growing up people called me big nose, Doug funny <laughs> because he had a big nose. And so this, this works out perfectly. Um, this is one I feel like the most Doug funny I've been in a long time with with Marty and my big nose and writing in my journal. You know, it's you know, it's... who's Roger Klotz? That's what I want to know. If you're Skeeter and I'm Doug, who's Roger? Who's Roger? Oh, Roger. Ooh, Roger Klotz. Who's Patty Mayonnaise? Oh. You know, man, it makes me think who's of BB. Just, I don't know why I'm thinking of like when we were in school and stuff. <laughs> Why? Well, yeah, I mean, it fits. That fits. Um, in that case, I've got quite a few that I could pin on. Hey. But um not going to go there. I like but that. Yeah, All right. You still got one more. I got one more. Uh, let's see. I don't know. I, I've always loved this character. And um, I could see a, a little, uh, you know, some glimpses of me in there. Uh, Marty McFly, dude. I, I love Back to the Future. And, and Marty McFly is probably one of my favorite characters, um, you know, out there. And, uh, you know, he plays guitar. He's, uh, you know, he's he has, I don't know, he's kind of interested in, in you know science fiction and all that kind of stuff and that it's kind of cool because it's he's like that in the movie he's almost like the he almost like feels like the cool dude but also he's like interested in in all sorts of weird stuff and and i think that i thought that was the really interesting part about back to the future is 
you know, how did, how did Marty McFly end up with Doc Brown? And like, how did they end up like becoming friends that way? Cause it almost seems like even just at the start of the movie, they might, you know, they just come from different places and, um, you know, Marty McFly is just a, a kid in high school, you know what I mean? So, um, but I don't know. I just find that he, I don't know. He's just this, uh, maybe it's big, the, the musician in me and maybe that might be it, you know, the, and, and maybe the wonder and just kind of the, you know, being able to, you know, just go with, just go with, um, you know, the, the whole time travel thing. And I love time, you know, time travel movies and shows and whatnot. <laughs> Bless you. Um, so maybe that's, I don't know, maybe that's where we're coming from with it, but he is one of my favorite characters out there too. So, um, I, I always feel like I, I try to relate to him as much as I can. So there you go. I love it. Wonderful. So, Martin McFly. Wonderful list, my friend. Uh, Joey, I'm kind of curious to hear your list because there's a lot we could pull from here. So there what, is. What, what are your top Therapist, fives? Sean. Well, first <laughs> of all, um, I was drinking Coors Light last episode. I don't want people to think that I'm a goddamn peasant. So um, <laughs> from the what bottle. are you drinking? <laughs> what are you drinking? Um, this is like some Bushmills or something. Bushmills. Oh, yeah. you're taking a page from your grandfather's book. I like it. Yeah, it's uh, a... It Cheers, since... my friend. Oh, cheers, brother. Oh, yeah, we cheers. can do this virtually now. Woo! Quarantine. <laughs> um, yeah, I had it since my birthday, and I haven't really finished... I haven't really cracked the bottle much, so I'm just, uh, just having a little glass. Why not? Wonderful. Good things. Yeah. Good things. I, I see the Jameson over there. That's good. Jameson's. Oh, yes. You know, I had to... I, yeah. It's like there must always be a Stark at Winterfell. There must always be a bottle of Jameson in my household. That's there just go. the way it goes. Um, all right, number five. I have a tie. I can't decide. So are you going to permit tie. me? Yeah, okay. are you going to permit me to a twofer? No, you, you're permitted. Let's, um, let's, let's hear it out. Thank you. Um, one, I'm going to go Sonny Corleone. Um, I'm Italian, and we wa- I watched The Godfather, and like all good Italians, we watched The Godfather, and you think, okay, who am I in that family? And I would, I wish I could say that I was Michael, you know, cold and calculating and doesn't lose his temper. He can think things through and he can plan and he can organize and he can, he can play the long game. That ain't me. That's my brother. You know, my brother is Michael Corleone. I'm Sonny. I am the impulsive, like I get angry and I'm going to take a baseball back to Carlo Rizzi for beating my sister. And then I'm going to, you know, die at the, uh, at the, on the causeway. Um, that is what will happen to me. I will, (laughs) you know, lose my shit and Things will go bad. Um, I've been getting better at it. But um, if I were, you know, when I think about that, you know, on a bad day, I'm Fredo. I hope I'm never Fredo. But, you know, really, if I'm honest with myself, I'm, I'm, I'm Sonny. And I wish I was more like Michael. There you go. Um, but I was just thinking about it. And I was like, but I've also gotten a lot from people as Larry David. Um, and I know he's a real character. So I'm going to say, you know, obviously the Curb Your Enthusiasm version of yeah, Larry yeah. David. Um, I'm very aware i'm painfully self-aware especially in social situations if i don't think people are following you know social practices or manners or it bugs me and um and you've been with me i'm not i'm not too afraid to uh be like hmm, hmm, what's that all about you know so uh uh you know I sometimes in social situations, I need a sign on me that says does not play well with others. Keep five feet distance or something like that. Um, 
But there's one episode of Curb where he's like, no, I never put my drink down at a party. I like to hold it. You know, it makes me feel comfortable. I don't have to shake hands. I was like, this is, this is me. You know, another episode, he's like, somebody goes, hey, uh, you know, happy new year. And he goes, eh, it's a little late. It's the third week of January. You know, and I'm like, that's yes. Yeah. Why, the, why are you still saying happy new year? It's, you know, January like 16th. Um, so I relate to that a lot for better and worse. Um, Number four, I'm going to go Holly Martins from The Third Man. Okay. Um, Okay. Joseph Cotton played this character. I really adore and love Holly Martins. I adore The Third Man. Um, This movie came out in 1949. It's 70 years old, so I'm not going to even give you a spoiler warning. But um, basically he goes to Vienna because his best friend, Harry... Um, has promised him a job and he's, he's a writer and he's, but he's broke. He's, you know, not producing. And, um, so his friend offered him this job in war-torn Vienna. It's 1949. So it's right after world war two and everything. And, um, he gets there and he finds out that his friend has died and this cop, you know, he goes to the funeral and this cop kind of buys him a drink and he's like, you know, he, he tells him the truth. He was like, your friend was the worst racketeer that the underworld has ever known in these parts. And he sets off to, clear his friend's name because he's a good loyal friend he's like no i'm gonna show the cops that he wasn't the bad guy that you know and this is where we get into spoiler territory but i believe you and me have both seen i think i've shown you this movie um it turns out harry's alive um and he is all those bad things um and he has to make the difficult choice of in the end you know they chase him into the sewer and um harry shoots down one of the cops it's actually the only fan of Holly Martins is. He's like, I've read all your books. I love them. You can pick them up and put them down anytime. That's why I like them. Um, <laughs> and Holly Martins takes his gun and walks up to Harry and they share a look. And he does the mercy kill. And it's just like heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. It's a story, I think, of true uh, friendship. You know, in a macabre, melodramatic, old Hollywood sort of way. But I really <laughs> love that movie and, you know, about having to do the hard thing. Um, when you do care about someone, you know, that it's, it's not what you want to do, but it's what you need to do. And it, it sucks, but it's, you know, Holly Martin's baby. Um, Holly, what's a silly name? Um, number three, I'm going to go, as I talked about earlier, Henry Pollard hey. um, from Party Down. You know, Henry is a dude who had some early success and then is just down on his luck and has given up. And... I don't think I've had any success, but I've, you know, I've definitely been in the place where I've given up. Um, and his character has always given me hope. Um, because he's not, he's cynical, but he's not so far gone, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I've always really appreciated and, and love Adam Scott in that role. And I've always related to it in a, in a way. Number two, I've also related to Hank Moody. This is the bad side of the coin, right? When you're just going to indulge and just be like, you know, fuck it. Um, things are bad and I'm going to roll around in the shit, you know. Um, or sometimes you're not trying to roll around in the shit, but you step in it. And, uh, you know, they do a very good job on Californication of, you know, everyone gets mad at Hank for these things, but it technically wasn't his fault or he technically didn't do that. or You know, he's always like wrongfully accused in some sort of way kind of not really um but i definitely have had my hank movie days were just like shit you know um yeah <laughs> yeah 
And David Duchovny just, you know, plays him with this. It's just a mood. And if I can tune into that mood, I can handle just about anything. You know, anything, it's like right? you're prepared for like, all right, yeah, give me the worst news ever. And but I'm already I'm already so far gone that yeah, it's OK. OK. All right. <laughs> you know, whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> um, it's terrible that he's number two. Um, number one, uh, Rob Gordon, High Fidelity. Dude. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, this yeah. obviously is probably problematic in 2020, um, but I don't care. Um, I've always loved this movie. I've always loved this character. And yes, watching it removed as an adult. I can see that this character is not anything to aspire towards. He's he's an asshole. Um, he's trying, but not very hard. And um, he's really just kind of feeling sorry for himself. And I've been all those things. And, um, you know, by the end, it's such a small gesture, but it does show his growth of when he's like, I've started to make a tape for Laura full of things that she would like, full of things that would make her happy. Because up until that point, he was trying to kind of dictate all right no you can't like both um marvin gay and uh god who's the other one that he said Ugh. he's like that's like you know supporting both the israelis and the palestinians she's like no uh they make pop records you know like it's nothing like that actually and um but uh, you know things like things like that and and so he does have a full arc and you know he may not become a good person, but he, he becomes a better person. And that's really all we can hope for. And, um, you know, I saw the movie in seventh grade, like way before I should have seen it. And every year I watch it at least one time and, and I pick up on new things and it holds a deeper meaning to me or, or I see it differently or in a new light. And, um, it's so not, and he's so not what I thought of in seventh grade. And then I realized how much I've been influenced personally by that movie and how many mistakes I've made because I was like, Oh, well that dude did it, you know? Um, but it's still, it's still a big part of, of me. And, and, and I had just have such a great love for, for that character. And, um, I don't know, relationships and, um, heartbreak and all that kind of stuff. It's something that's always, I call it my life's work. It's always been on my mind. It's, you know, it's always kind of been there and um, it's something I think a lot about. And maybe, and I'm not saying this was the start of it because I grew up on romantic comedies. Um, but this was the first time where I saw a quote unquote romantic comedy that was also sad and fucked up and felt real. You know, it yeah. didn't it wasn't Adam Sandler singing on an airplane at the end of the movie where the guy and the girl kiss, it was like, this is like, these are adults having issues. And I, I, as a young kid, I picked up on that and was like, shit, you know, this is life. This is what we have to look forward to. Um, heavy. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's heavy, but that's me, man. That's, I don't know. Rob, Rob Gordon. Rob Gordon. Um, <laughs> I'm, nice. I like that, dude. I, I, you know, we, we, obviously been friends for a long time. So I, you know, I, I could totally see all those characters, you know, fit in, you know, different parts of, of who you are, or at least how you identify with them. Well, then I'm going to give you the floor and who would you choose? Would you choose Sonny or Larry David? Oh man. Uh, maybe Sonny, Sonny. Yeah. yeah? Wow. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> all right. Well, that's fair. 
Um, it's cool that you want me to die on a fucking causeway, asshole. No, um, no, not that. <laughs> Jonathan, uh, <laughs> do you have anything you'd like to share with our dear, sweet, lovely, imaginary audience this week? My yeah, I'm just going to give a, sh- a shout out. Um, I got hit give up a shout by out, uh, an old friend uh, from high school, Sherman. Sherman um, Bow. Sherman Bow. Uh, yeah, he has a podcast. I just want to shout these guys out. Um, yes. They're Hey Yeah, Don't Say That podcast. Um, and you can find them at hydstpod.com, heyyapodcast.com. And uh, yeah, I just actually just, I, I just got his podcast. So I'm going to start w- uh, listening to his uh, his episodes. And, and uh, we kind of return the favor. And, you know, he check, he's going to check out top fives. And uh, I'm actually going to be working on the uh, podcast music for them, uh, just their little wonderful uh, intro segment. So yeah, so I figured it was it was super cool just to have that you know have that interaction uh, those last few days, and um, yeah, it just just shows again just trying to help you know others out in the uh, in the in the podcast community and just you know old friends too as well. So. Um, and Very we cool. actually, I think we saw Sherman at one of our shows the last time we he came to our show. He at came to one of our shows. The, yeah, was so not the Sherman, knockout. Was that the knockout? This, I think it was the knockout show. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah so yeah. Sherman, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for coming to the show and checking out the podcast. Yeah, and I can't, actually can't wait to listen to your show, man. So um, mucho yeah. appreciado. This is I'm excited. I'm excited to give it a listen. I've uh, already retweeted um, their first episode, so you can check it out on our Twitter if you're scrolling through. It's uh, Tuesday, May 19th, so that's where you can find that. I'll do it again. I'll do it again. Um, we'll give them proper shout-out, but yeah, check go. it out. So that's my share for this week. Joey, what do you got to share this week? Um, so I've been reading. I've actually been reading. Um, and uh, Brandon over at the Three Friends podcast, when I went and guested, um, they were gracious enough to, to host me at their studio, uh, the Three Friends studio. Um Brandon lent me this book. It's called Hit and Run. Hit How and John run. Peters okay. and Peter Goober took Sony for a ride in Hollywood. And if oh. you know me, my favorite book of all time is uh, Easy Riders Raging Bulls. How the sex, drug, and rock and roll era saved Hollywood. I lent that to him. He lent me this one. And I'm getting very near the end. Um, it's fascinating. Um, John Peters is just a character. Um but uh, do you remember that story that Kevin Smith told about working on the Superman movie and that the crazy producer was like, I want a giant spider and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's John Peters. Okay. So him and Peter Goober became the studio heads when Sony bought Columbia and TriStar. Gotcha. And it's okay. fascinating, you know, using the, the company jet to deliver flowers to a supermodel and like just out there stuff. Um so I'm really enjoying it, and I, if you're into that kind of film history and the digging underneath the fingernails of, of that kind of stuff, I highly recommend it, and uh, it's a good read. It's a fun read. Sweet. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some reading. Oh, I like that. Some, you know, some literature. Literature. <laughs> yes. Master Wang. Um, <laughs> Jonathan, where can we find more of your work on the internet this week, my friend? Uh, you guys can find me Instagram, Twitter at Sean Day Music, and on my website, SeanDayMusic.net. Net. Dot net. Still on the dot net, guys. Uh, Joey, net, guys. Where, where can we find you on the internet? You can check me out on Twitter at Joey Prati and on my website, JoeyParatiScripts.com. 
You can check out the show at Top 5 Pod. That's T-O-P-F-I-V-E 5 P-O-D on Instagram, on Twitter at gmail.com, and on Facebook at Top 5 Podcast. We're on Apple Music, Google Play, and SoundCloud, so please give us a like, give us a listen, give us a follow, give us your love, and we will give you... Uh, <laughs> I can never think of whatever we... So much more... Uh, yeah, so much more fictional love. Fictional love? We, yeah, no, because this no. is what they need during the pandemic is fictional I'm love. I'm just kidding, y'all. No, <laughs> we're just going to give you so much more, uh, so much... How about this? We're going to give you um, some sex effects love back. Uh, how about that? That how is the that? best kind of love. Sex effects love, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Joey Prod. And I'm Sean Day. Thanks. go here we go the recorded file will be converted to mp4 when the meeting is over there you go oh shit i gotta pause this one now (laughs)